Are you the one brave enough to try to fix something and take on a tech project with an open mind? Then you could be like the tech diva that we talked to on this episode. There are a million ways that you could come into tech. And for Sarah, it happened little by little, one brave move after another. Now, if you work or volunteer for nonprofits, this episode is for you. So don't forget to let your inner tech diva shine bright and join us. Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly series that gives you tools, processes, and best practices to fuel success for women in tech with a diverse set of guests from all walks of life sharing their success secrets. I'm your host, Tech Diva, Nicole Scheffler, and I'm on a mission to spark success by leading and serving. That is why I'm serving up this series to help women make a big impact in a male-dominated field. We hope you could take away at least one best practice that you can take action on that will make you a little bit better. Check out our full collection online at techdivasuccess.com and subscribe to support. On with the show. We are taking our mission to support women in tech one step further with the future release of a book called One Habit to Spark the Tech Diva Revolution. And we are looking for authors just like you to join us that share our mission so that you can share your habits with women in technology. Just like our podcast, we're open to all authors and genders and backgrounds as long as you could speak to the tech divas. Together, we can do more. So hop over and visit onehabit.com slash tech diva for all the book information, or reach out to us on one of our social platforms. All right. Welcome, Tech Divas and Allies. Today, I'm with Sarah Epting. She has had so much great experience that she's going to share with us in nonprofit management. So you may be wondering, how does that have anything to do with Tech Divas? Well, now she took her 10 years of nonprofit with five years of specialized Salesforce administer experience to leverage this knowledge to make nonprofits be more effective. She got her degree from Georgia State University, and that is a master's in, what does PA stand for? Master's of Public Public Administration. Public Administration uh, in nonprofit management. And you're dedicated to really pairing nonprofits and technology, and you know what they face. They have thin resources. They're trying to show where they're making a difference. They want to take advantage of technology and internal systems, maybe don't always have that expertise. So that is exactly why you are a founder diva, which we love, of Technopath, which addresses these types of gaps in the industry, really bringing that nonprofit experience with Salesforce to help nonprofits meet their mission. But today, Sarah is going to help us reach our mission, which is to spark success for women in tech. So we're going to talk about where she came from, what she's learned as being a chief founder, chief tech diva, like we like to say, um, and how she brings this all to make nonprofits better, but also to make you better on the show today. So thanks for coming on, Sarah. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. Let's start off by talking a little bit about your background, Technopath, how you started to really merge these two together. Tell us a little about that. Really, I got my bachelor's degree in journalism. I graduated in 2004 when journalism, you know, the social media, internet was kind of on the rise and newspapers were kind of going more and more down. Not that they don't exist anymore in fabulous work, but I ended up uh, in more of a marketing writing role 
at a nonprofit and processing their thank you letters, which led me into the database, which then the organization was growing. So then I became the technology person because I was willing to go down in the server room and turn it on and know that it wouldn't make anything explode. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought back on it after spending years in fundraising and marketing and development. And I actually have like technology at lots of different touch points in my life that I didn't even really think about. So I was really into graphic arts in high school, but really it wasn't the kind of graphic arts you should be doing in the late nineties. We were doing offset printing. So it was just the system of doing a thumbnail and then a paste stuff and then scanning everything in. And I also did computers at my home and played computer games all the time and hooked up people's ethernet on my dorm floor when I was a freshman in college. I just didn't realize I had an aptitude for it until I kind of was, was doing it by default because I was the only one, like I said, brave enough to, to turn on and turn off the server or try to figure out how to run a report in a system or figure out how to customize a system made for churches to be used at a healthcare nonprofit. So <laughs> then I stumbled into Salesforce just by getting hired in a development position. I didn't realize I was gaining these technical skills, these strategic thinking skills. Oh, how do I solve this problem where we have this data and this data that needs to get reported on and and how do I how does that work and how does it come out of the system then last year March of 2020 I started my own consulting firm thinking I was going to do some training and some nonprofit um, using the same model but doing live nonprofit workshops and live trainings for potential Salesforce admins and local internships. And it just obviously shifted and changed with COVID, but I'm super happy to, that it happened. I mean, I'm not happy that COVID happened. I think this is a story that lots of entrepreneurs and career changers or businesses are telling like, oh, this actually helped us. You know, this shift was actually good in retrospect. So I think that the shift of being able to talk to you and connect with people all over the world, I started a Salesforce Saturday for nonprofits and I hadn't dug really too much into the nonprofit success pack. I did it at the beginning of my Salesforce journey, but the fake it till you make it is my tech diva success tip of the day. Cause I really just started doing that and networking and being able to connect with so many different people. Well, we're not faking it when you have the real skills. I guess, because, I guess that well, is what it is. It's, it's owning that, that you can do it. And I find I work with women who are trying to break in to Salesforce field, technology field. They're coming back after taking a break from being a mother or they're just, uh, you know, doing career change from something else. And there's a big confidence gap with a lot of women. Yeah. And I, it not 
you're right. Not necessarily fake it till you make it. Just own what you know. Like just and 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 think dynamically. You know, try not to have all the oh you have to for me. You have to be so careful with how you make changes in a system, or you have to be so careful with things that you do not want to break things. Yes. But, you know, put it all in perspective. Are you dealing with an organization that has a thousand records or, you know, five million? If it's just a thousand, you're, you're going to be okay. And, and just go for it. You know, try your hand at things and the organization will survive. Spoken <laughs> like a true nonprofit consultant, because that is the exact talk track that I've had with many nonprofit administrators who are trying to do what you did. So I love your path. Just to recap, you started in the nonprofit space. You volunteered to do the extra things. You had kind of this hidden treasure of aptitude that you didn't really think logically because you're going to school for your, you know, master's of public affairs. You're trying to do this heart-driven work, helping nonprofits. Right. And then all of a sudden here come your tech skills. You were the one willing to do the work. And you find this gap in how Salesforce specific nonprofit use cases can be accelerated and working with Technopath. And that is a testament to you. And, you know, there is something to be said when you're the resident internet fixer, you know, you do get <laughs> right. troubleshooting skills, right. Or even helping your mom on the internet. Like I found, I'm now a Facebook expert, but you know, I think that that's really what we want women to do. We want them to stand confident in transferable skills that they may not have seen as strengths so that they can come into the field of tech and flourish in the field of tech by showcasing those things, which you right. did. Let's take it a step further and talk about how you've really set up a mission that blends the nonprofit world and technology with Technopath and how you see technology really helping nonprofits. I think that a lot of nonprofit professionals are know that most nonprofit professionals are stretching. They wear a lot of hats. Like I said, I was doing marketing development and technology. Those were my three hats at a small nonprofit, medium-sized nonprofit. And there's a lot of time wasted, not like wasted in meetings, but just with not having the right systems in place. So I see something like Salesforce and think about all the things that we did at my organization by hand. Like, for instance, we took phone calls for people who wanted to get eyeglasses, eye surgeries, or hearing aids who were low-income Georgians, and we had an application process. It's all paper. We take their name and address on an envelope and mail it out. There was no record of that. It was just like, hope it gets there, <laughs> you know, you'll get, and they mail it back in, and then we type everything in, and, and having, and, and at the time, this was 2006, um, all the accounting records for this organization were also um, on paper. They weren't using QuickBooks or any kind of accounting software. So getting that technology systems and I think probably in 2021 that's that's not going to be the case almost anywhere but you think that would be for 2010. Um, <laughs> what I'm trying to do is especially from a fundraising and marketing perspective 
how do you, yes, fundraising is an art, it's relationship building, but how do you make those reminders of touch points that can be systematic? How do you say, oh, well, this is the list of people I need to call this week. And how do you automate that? And all of those things that make it so that you can do or your team can do the important work that they need to do. So I just love the idea of putting systems on top of art, you know, like just and and encouraging nonprofits to do that and and do it well. Because a lot of people they get they get lost in, in how to gather this information. Donors aren't thanked or tribute letters don't go out because they don't have systems in place and they're not able to grow their important mission. So if I really wanted to, with a goal of self-sufficiency for the nonprofit. So I don't want you to have to hire a lot of hours, like maybe maybe you hire me for four hours a month or, you know, something standard like that. But for the most part, I want you to learn how to use the system. And I want it to be set up in a way that's just easy for you. And let's not overthink things. Okay, you have to click twice. I'm going to train you to click twice. You know, not everything's automated, but at the same time, you have a system that is better than a spreadsheet. It's better than paper. That's kind of where I... I want to help people get off the nervous train of, are we going to make budget this year? Because you know you're going to do it because you have a system. You're, you're going to get there because you have a system to get there. Yeah, that's really powerful. That's exactly the perfect mix and the sweet spot that you found is nonprofits using technology to unlock their potential and do what they're good at. Nonprofits are focused on their mission. And their mission is not be Salesforce experts. So right. it's great that you do that and, and look at other adjacent systems, I'm sure, in your consulting. So we can easily see the benefit to nonprofits of technology, which is a bridge that you can provide. Mm-hmm. I've myself done a lot of work in that space as well around nonprofits and technology. There's some code for good initiatives that I've been on boards for here that help uh, nonprofits mm-hmm. do those types of things. And to be aware that for many pieces of software, Salesforce included, there often is a nonprofit level that is more catered to their use case or offers discounts. So make sure right. that, you know, they're using and leveraging. Exactly. Sometimes it's free if it's a full nonprofit. They should know about TechSoup.org. They should know about Give Lively, which is a free third-party fundraising platform. They should know about Google for nonprofits. I also make sure that if Salesforce isn't the right fit for them, if they're looking at systems, they don't already have it, that they don't get it. I mean, that's the other thing that I think not a whole lot of Salesforce consultants will say, oh, it's the best system for It doesn't meet everybody's needs. Sometimes there are better uh, systems for what you're looking for. Yes. And that I do feel like that's something that's also in mind because uh, I do get in my I'm sure in this this conversation I get in my Salesforce pigeonhole. I know you could talk Salesforce all day for <laughs> nonprofits. That's clear. Let's talk about your journey. Like what would you tell yourself, your younger self, or what have you learned in moving through a realization that you are in fact a tech diva and now becoming <laughs> a founder and founding a company 
as you mentioned, this whole last year has been about grit, resilience, and uh, moving at the pace of digital acceleration, which is the exciting benefit of this, is that we are seeing the need for technology to come faster. The projects they thought they were going to do, their work from home project that wasn't for another two years, well, they're right. working from home now. So <laughs> those types of things. But as far as individual success, you know, we have a lot of powerful listeners out there. What has been some staples that you think have really made you successful as a leader and that you're going to continue to rely on as a strong leader? Owning what you know, I definitely think what we talked about earlier has made me a strong leader, but also being in collaboration with people. So people like you and all sorts of, you know, other women in technology or and in technology or people in other industries, when you share your knowledge, then that gives you more confidence as well. So as I've done Saturdays, the Salesforce Saturdays for nonprofits, I didn't realize how much that positive feedback to me every time I host one has given me an ability to be confident in my skill set and what I have to offer. So I think being able to do that and have people around encouraging, I think making sure that you're not in a silo, that you're that you're especially now, right? If you're trying to start something up or if you're, you know, working alone on a solo side gig project, really bring other people in. It might be a little nerve-wracking first because you might say oh do I know what I'm doing or but own it you're doing something really cool and really awesome and just from lean on that community because it's only gonna add rocket fuel to where you're going I love how you talk about teaching teaching is a really great way that you could start to reinforce your skills and let me ask you this what is your tip on getting out there and meeting people, like, where do you start? Do you crawl LinkedIn for groups? Do you search meetup? Like, what are some tips that you have for tech divas if they're like, yeah, I don't even know where to start? Yeah, I mean, like you said, LinkedIn, Eventbrite, actually, I mean, and now they have so many virtual events. So you search whatever thing, Google, I always say Google things like, and then yes, LinkedIn connecting with people. I mean, they have an algorithm to suggest people but and I'm a big believer in meetups that's where I met my husband um <laughs> I think that's our wonderful. separate pro tip separate <laughs> pro tip of the day it's not about dating people so networking is no I've, I've, met, I've met all my uh friends that I moved down to Florida not knowing anyone through meetup and Salesforce has user groups so I've met a lot of women in technology there are women in technology groups. I'm sure there's other women in technology groups that I haven't even tapped into. So, um, yeah. Multiple benefits, many benefits. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. Yes, networking is 100% how we can build those networks. And knowing too that you always have something to share with someone and not taking that for granted. I mean, think about how much you knew even before you started Technopath. That's probably some fuel for your blame to have this company. So how do you track your goals for the company and for your own success? I don't know. Because I'm still young. So 
I had a full-time contract with the CDC Foundation from July to mid-January. So really, I didn't get kicking off with my consulting company and my training programs until mid-January of this year, 2021. So now in, the, in August, um, I'm still working on track my goals that's it's probably something yes we all are we are all working on tracking your goals no shame Sarah we're always working it is a continuous journey I I did hire a strategic a full-time strategic assistant so she's helping me in terms of tracking like KPIs and things like that um but I I think I'm still figuring out what my niche is and, and that's the other thing it's like just throw spaghetti on the wall see what sticks and that's that's where I am in my business and so I find I talk to I'm in a women's mastermind for entrepreneurs and I feel like there's there's a lot of strong women in there who still have some like hesitancy to do that kind of life's too short you know it's all small stuff just do it you screw up you screw up and you might get outside your comfort zone, grow from there. Yeah. And what she's talking about people is not being afraid to fail because you can't fail if you're not trying. And when you're in yeah. the business you're in, you're starting things up. You have the goals for your business and what it means to serve nonprofits, but you also have this parallel goal of happiness in your career and life. Yeah. And those are the two paths that we're trying to always figure out as tech divas, how do you find success in your current role with your current business, with your current, you know, paid mission, and then also look back at the speed of life and know that you're enjoying the ride. So there's no right or wrong answer on goals. Yeah. And know what you're doing is hard. It is. It's not, and it's not easy to find that balance, but what you're doing is hard Maybe you could find an easier path, but are you, would you be happier? And that, that balance, that's something that everybody struggles with. It's, it's, it's common, not one, like you're, you're going to get there. Yes. One foot in front of the other, one step at a time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we're getting to the end of the show. So I want to see if there's one last word of wisdom or anything that you want to share with our tech divas before we go. I think just keep at it. You know, that's, that's, if you're, if you're feeling down or, you know, if, if you're feeling like you can't do it, reach out to someone, you are amazing and, you know, own it. That, I think that that's been the theme of what Nicole and I have talked about. And I really do think that that's, that's key is, is just getting out there, doing it and having faith that are going to justify. I applaud you. And I think you're awesome. I think it's great what you're doing. I've always really lived in the nonprofit space and in tech, and that's a great intersection. I'm sure you're helping many people along the way. So if people want to reach out to you, learn more about Technopath, take advantage of some of your classes you have going on the Super Saturdays, where can they do that? Well, Salesforce Saturdays, there's a LinkedIn group for that. So just search in LinkedIn. Salesforce Saturdays for nonprofits or something like that, the group should pop up. Everything will be on technopath.io as, as we're rolling things out. 
look out for mini courses and follow us and sign up for our email list and we'll get you the information you need. Like us well, on LinkedIn, all of yes. that. <laughs> all the social love, she'll take it. Technopath.io. <laughs> And we cannot wait to see what you do with your career. You're blazing a trail. You're doing the thing. And we hope you're enjoying the ride. So what great words of wisdom. And we appreciate you taking time to encourage and inspire women in technology. That's what we're all about. Just 1% better. So hopefully you get listeners out there gained some tidbit here. Keep shining that love light brightly of your brilliance, of your natural talents and gifts and uh, live your best life. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Sarah. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good day. Before we go, don't forget that we're launching a book and we're looking for authors that can join us in this journey to inspire women in tech by sharing your habit. So send us a message on social or get that information at onehabit.com slash tech diva. Thank you again, Tech Divas and Allies, for tuning in and investing in yourself. We really hope this episode sparked something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life and your career. Again, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube and give us some social love on Twitter, Facebook, or Insta by simply searching Tech Diva Success. We hope this episode was fire for you.